You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello, you're listening to the Burst Ball Scottish Football Podcast, episode number 118, a.k.a. our very special Christmas Bonanza special show with me, your host, Hamish Carton. The plan for this very special Christmas Bonanza special show is that we will be looking at the half-season review Casting aspersions on what has happened since the start of the season, predicting what might happen in 2017 and reliving some of the great highs and the lowly lows from this wonderful year. Um, In the studio today, I have the same men I had a couple of days ago, wearing the exact same uniforms as well. Ross Clark, I believe you arrived by sledge this morning. Sledge and reindeer, yes. Um, Feeling very festive. How many reindeer can you name? More on Barry that. Ferguson anyway, <laughs> More on that later on. Yes, we will hear from Barry Ferguson later on in the show. That'll be well I'm totaling up the quiz results. Um Lewis, you also arrived here on this this glistening, glistening, snowy air day. The the sleigh bells are ringing. Indeed, yeah. I mean uh, I've got my mittens on. I've got my wee Santa hat as well. Yes. So uh, the listeners can't see it, but you are actually wearing a full Santa costume. Yeah, I'm feeling very uh, cosy right now. Uh, I'm ready to ready to talk up the Christmas game. Made a list and you've checked it twice. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> Callum Scott, what are you wanting from Santa this year? I don't celebrate Christmas. Ebenezer Scrooge, some with uh, celebrate it a day early in Kelly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the last Friday of December or something. <laughs> nah, uh, no, I'm very excited for Christmas. As I uh, touched upon in the last episode, obviously I've been getting into the festive cheer by watching Christmas crackers such as Love Actually, The Office Christmas Special, etc. Indeed. I know I said this last time, what a film Love Actually is, it's brilliant. Mm. Absolutely, see you dancing in that. Never what? seen it. He's dancing in his office. Aye, what? Prime Minister's aye. office. Aye, Sean Grant. Aye. Hugh Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Don't belittle Hugh Grant by calling him Shug. That's just bringing him down to your level, of course. Um, you'll finish with your lunch there, Ross. I'm just enjoying some Maltesers, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go on, eh? Is it a turkey stuffing sandwich? No, it's just a pastrami sandwich, mate. Fair enough. Um, well, we will we'll dive right into the, the joys of the Scottish Premiership. What we're going to do is we're going to run through um, each top flight side and give them one gift and one gift only from Mr... Claus, that's Santa for anyone listening. Um, we're also going to discuss why we're doing that. The season so far, we'll then pick our team of the season so far from the top flight. One player from each team and a manager. There's 11 players in a football team and one manager. That equals 12. There's 12 teams, so you know what that means. And um, We'll then run through the half-season awards. We've got seven different burst ball awards for the half season so far. We'll then run through a few predictions and we'll do similar with the Championship League 1 and League 2. We'll then go through some of our favourite highlights from 2016. Maybe even phone in a few of the other burst ball guys. Unexpected they will be. Johnny Clark, Connor Park, Matt Finlay, Callum Fisher, who's probably sleeping. We're missing someone as well. Um, Martin. Martin, Craig Gamble as well. Might just give them all a ring 
and see what they're up to today. Uh, Christmas shopping, perhaps. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention there'll be a quiz as well, of course. That's why we're all here, the quiz at the end. And it's a belter this year. Connor Park isn't here to defend his crown, but there will be a new winner. Will it be Callum Scott, Lewis Kemp, Ross Clark, Callum Fisher, if he arrives, or... Jamie here, who will be joining us later me. on. The very special man who has made Burst Ball possible this year. The unsung hero, Jamie here, the photographer for Rangers, will be joining us later on. We'll hear from him later on for the quiz. So, guys, Premiership review in no particular order. What are you giving Partick Thistle for Christmas from Santa? A striker. A goal scorer, yeah. Mm. See, see on that, though, I, I believe that Dylan can score goals, though. Uh, it's Aziz that's been kind of keeping him out of the team for that says more about him. I don't know, but I believe that uh, that Dylan can score goals, but I can see why the guys have came to that conclusion. Aye. Yeah. Um, a goal scorer's needed, obviously, at the bottom of the table. Um, struggling a wee bit, not scoring goals, so I think they've got decent players in there. Um, Chris Erskine can score goals. You've got guys in midfield, you know, Osmond. There's, there's decent players on that team, but I think they need they need somebody, a, a proven goal scorer. Dylan's obviously done it. They had Pogba before, who was pish. Um, but, yeah, need a goal scorer. I mean, it's part of this, as we said on, on the show the other day, they are bottom of the league, but they looked like a team loose at Celtic Park that still had confidence. The thing is, they created those chances. They just didn't seem to have a man who was able to stick the ball in the net. And it's perhaps when you look at the teams around them, the, the likes of Kelly and Motherwell and Ross County, who have that kind of player, it, it makes it even more um, apparent what they're lacking. Yeah, I, I, that's probably a fair assessment, I think. Um, really, this question's probably tailor-made for Patrick Thistle because I, I, I know Calum obviously kind of rates Chris Doan, but I think, you know, in all honesty, he's not... For whatever reason, he's not you know scoring goals this year, and um, I think you know they need to sort it out soon. You know they they do need a goal scorer. If you have, if you have a, a goal scorer on that team um, uh, in the game against Celtic, then you know they'll, they'll get at least a point, and you know they, they might they might even they might even you know, break the unbeaten record as well, giving them a, a clear cut chances they had. So I think that is imperative, and I think you know it's pretty obvious what they what they lack at the moment. So Santa, a goal scorer for Partick Thistle, please. Failing that, give their fans a manual on how to hold up a flag the right way. Um, other club, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. The other Thistle, Richie Foran, Razor. Oh. <laughs> I was told you right there. <laughs> Razor, Ramon. The excitement just drained out. I'll let you talk about that monstrosity then, Lewis. Just, just cut it off. Just give up. It's, n it's not going to be anything more than what it is do you think he's got some sort of bet on that like he's going to do it when they do something you know if players go I'm not yeah. taking a haircut until we keep a clean sheet or something like that maybe he'll cut it off when they when they win the Scottish Cup again which means he's never cutting it off could be could be a horrific sight this time next year if he's could still not a horrific sight in 30 years it already is a horrific sight to be fair <laughs> um, in all honesty on the football on the football side of things um Inverness, I mean, they're a team that have, have had dips this season. Could consistency be a gift thereafter from Santa? Yeah. Um, Does Santa give out consistency as a gift? I don't know, to be honest. Mm. I, I've, I've never asked for it on my Christmas list, so um, I wouldn't know. But I think Inverness, as you say, consistency would be good because one week they can put in a brilliant performance and then the next they can get pumped. So, um, 
Sorry, am I allowed to say? Aye, aye. Pumped. Well, you just did. Aye. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd say that is probably quite a good shoot, along with the, the razor for that monstrosity, as we've discussed. Inverness, 11th in the league at the moment. They are winless in seven games. Callum Scott, a victory. It could, could be a victory. Um, I mean, I think uh, most is predicted... And for to kind of finish bottom of the league at the start of the season, um, I'll be. I know. I know how you you picked yourself. You keep reminding me of that, but uh, I didn't actually. Um, I, well, I'll, I'll read through them I briefly. Know, you, you picked Kilmarnock to finish bottom. Not at the start of the season, oh, no. That uh, that was a kind of halfway through the I season. Tell us, I thought tell that, us what we've got for her. Um, well, but bottom of the league, I picked. Um, well, me, Ross, Callum Fisher, Callum Scott. Lewis, so all of us in the room, Matt and Connor all picked the same team. They were Hamilton to finish bottom. Only one person didn't pick Hamilton to finish bottom of the league. That Johnny. was Johnny Clark. He picked Inverness. Partick Thistle, uh, I had them in 8th place. Ross had them in 11th. Johnny had them in 9th, as did Callum, Scott, eh, Callum Fisher. Sorry, Callum Scott had them in oh, 7th. Lewis Kemp had them in 07th, Matt Finlay had them in 8th, and Connor Park had them in 6th. See, to be fair, I actually remember when we'd done these one these things, and I think we were, you asked us who was going to be the surprise package this year, mm. and I think me and Connor both said Party Thistle would surprise everyone. Aziz. Yeah. There was certainly well, a, a magic fair, genie, man. I said he was going to be a big flop, and so far I think I've been correct in that assessment there was a feeling around Partick Thistle that they were going to be quite a good side this season it seemed like their business had been quite good has it quite lived up to expectation yeah I think it was because kind of point I touched on uh, yeah well kind of point I touched on the last podcast is that I mean they had a chance to build in a squad Um, they never lost any key players albeit I mean they've got injuries like Bannigan and Wallace uh, who kind of suffered for injuries but They've not lost any key players really, uh, so it was a chance for them to build. So I thought, with that, if anything, though, they added though, like guys like Erskine and Ziggy Gordon aye, and stuff. Aye, you know? That's my point. That's what I'm saying. It was a chance for them to build, so that was maybe the expectation that they would maybe have a wee push for top six. Inverness, who we were chatting about there before we went off on a tangent, I had them in seventh place. Ross Clark had them in eighth place. Johnny, as I said, had them bottom of the league. Callum Fisher. Had them in 10th. Callum Scott had them in 11th. Lewis Kemp, 6th. <laughs> Matt Finlay, 9th. And Connor Park, 11th. 6th. <laughs> we have to remember here that there's still not a lot between these teams and there's not anyone that's really came out and claimed that 6th play, play spot. So there's no reason why Inverness can't go on a wee run. Hmm. What they did earlier on in the season when they were 6th place. But they need some consistency they from do, yeah. Santa. Um, Rangers, what are they needing? A Christmas number one for Joey Garner. Sorry. Shot of Joe Garner. They need a standout player. Yep. No, That's ta- what they need. No talisman on that team. Nobody they can have, dig them out of a hole. They have, when we were looking through, which we'll come on to, our 11 of players that we need to select, select one from each team. Yeah. There is no one from that Rangers squad that jumps out at you as ha- of having an amazing season or having a really good season or putting in a number of good performances you know they've got a lot of solid players but there's no one 
who sticks out for me in that team. And they need someone. They need Wagcon to start banging in goals, and they need consistency at the back. So that would be my gift from Chris Kringle this, this season. Wagcon's hoping for Hamilton every game of the season. Yeah, Mm. Wagon hoping not to bump into that boy in the chippy again. Oh yes, I. Actually, mm. yeah. That's a particular highlight of 2016. Just putting that out there straight away. Um, Rangers, in terms of what they want this year, um, I I think Rangers are on an upward curve now. I think we all know that they were never really going to rival Celtic. Only only Callum Fisher had them ahead of of Celtic and and his predictions oh, at the start of the season. Um, but a lot of folk had them in third place, and they are looking good for second at the moment. So it has been. I'd say, in the end, I think they're starting to... the end of 2016, they're starting to get to grips with the top flight, and I, I think they're going in the right direction under Mark Warburton. I get that impression now. I'd, I'd say they're on target. Um, I, 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 target achieved. <laughs> the journey. <laughs> no, but I say that... Um, obviously, no Rangers fan would have ever really liked to admit at the start of the season that they would be kind of conceding a league title, but I think very few really believed they would win the league. You consider the strength of Celtic, but no, they deserve a lot of credit for coming up and being able to compete straight away with Aberdeen and that. Uh, and I think that Ibrox has been key to that, despite earlier on the season they weren't getting beat at Ibrox, mm. but they were dropping points to Hamilton's, Ross Counties, uh, and almost dropping points to Dundee and Motherwell, but they were getting wins there. I think the home record's pretty incredible, to be honest. Um, and I think that's been key in the last few weeks. I still think they're away. Form is questionable. Um, you ask, could they go to Pataudry again and win? They can, but will they? Mm. Like, like, whereas I was always confident they would win at Ibrox, but I don't see them doing it away from home as often. Um, and whether they can go to Tynecastle and do that. But uh, I, I think their home form's been pretty good, and then that's been the key to them uh, finishing, well, are in second place and who will finish second this season. Hmm, perhaps uh, an away away run of form an upturn in away form could be something as well they're looking for saying that, I, I, I'm not saying their away form's particularly poor I just, I just think they're a wee bit more uh, like, I, I don't this is maybe just me and a kind of personal thing but I don't, I don't see them being as dangerous away from home as they are at Ibrox mm. no I, I think I mean Rangers I think I read somewhere they've got is it 40% better win record at home as opposed to away over the last 18 months or so I mean that's not a coincidence I'd say those, but when our team I'd have as the their way form been a lot more crucial. Hearts, Aberdeen, mm. in the big games especially. Hmm. We'll, we'll go to Aberdeen then. What what are they yeah. needing? An extension to to James Madison's contract. I think they just need maybe a talisman in that midfield, really. Um, and as you said, maybe a kind of upturn and. And and forming the kind of bigger uh, bigger games and especially you know the bigger games away from home where you know they've just looked completely out of depth to be honest with you need a manager who can actually play his best players and not big tinker games. with the team yeah. Mm. yeah I think that that's been one of the big points of Aberdeen this season that he's tinkered with the team a lot and it seems to have not worked in in the favour Ross I'd agree I think you know I think the the standout one was uh, was it the semi final where he didn't play. I'm saying it's a standout one, they've completely forgotten the game. Uh, it was a game where they didn't play Madison or Rooney, and it was a big game. Home to Celtic. Home to Celtic, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's that to me is bizarre. Um, you know, you want your best players on the pitch. And Did they do the same at home to Rangers as well? I think he might have. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, tell well, you. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure that was that, because they'd really know... 
end up coming on at half time and Aye. it was his flick on the, no the, no like, it was it Rooney scored one no it was Hayes that scored and then obviously Madison on, scored the, the free kick as Aye, well it, it was Rooney's flick on then Aye, and then Madison came on as a sub and scored the free kicks so you're right mm. so Derek McInnes stop tinkering with your team Dundee what are we looking for there We've had a, I think we had a few suggestions in on Twitter um, from certain from certain Dundee fans they're always quick to get their their voice across Dundee fans um, they're looking for a creative midfielder that's from Up With The Bonnets and points points I think is crucial for a lot of teams um, it's a bit obvious isn't it yeah uh, Dundee I think they need L back to to start firing on all cylinders I think that's what I need he had a golden chance at Celtic Park last Shocking week miss. and he missed it and you know that for him could be difficult mentally to, to try and go over that mm. but has he even scored since he joined I'm pretty sure he hasn't actually he um, scored one goal has he I'm sure he scored against us but one each game I just don't he's not you know there was a lot of build up for him when he when he first joined from Dunfermline um, and he's not lived up to that at all uh, he's been I'm not saying he's looked out of his depth. I think it was pointed out a couple of times he's making the right sort of runs, but at the end of the day, as we've discussed before, you sign strikers to score goals and he's not been doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think it is... Uh, it's been well talked about. They, they signed him from Dunfermline. He didn't really have any experience, sorry, of the, the scoring goals in the top flight. And Again, no disrespect, but, but scoring goals away to, to Breakin and Stranraer is very different to scoring goals at Tynecastle, Celtic Park and Ibrox. And I think if that was a, a chance last season for Dunfermline, he's bearing goal away at Glebe Park. I think he's tucking it into the net as opposed mm. to at Celtic Park. So I think I think that's a, a big part of Dundee. I mean, obviously, when you you mentioned the, the two that we can't mention, losing them at the start of the season, um, they, they were always going to struggle, but... I don't know. I, I think I don't think things have been quite as bad um, for Dundee as people are making out. Graham Bruff has uh, mentioned, as uh, sorry, tweeted as in saying um, he's looking for a whole midfield from Santa. I think I might be asking quite a lot. I don't know if Santa supplies whole midfield. Um, we seem to have sorted the defence out a bit, but we need some drive and creativity. I'd go along with that. I think um, I think when you look at all the teams in the top league. Um, if you'd ask me, you know what what you know team kind of lack creativity, I'd probably say Dundee. You know they're you know a well organised team, but they're you know sometimes they they do lack a wee bit of spark or you know you said creativity. So um, yeah, I, I'd I'd completely go along with that. Um, I I kind of echo what you guys have been saying though. I mean, you know, back to he's just not really you know he's not really providing the goods to be honest. But I think. You know, there's a massive step up, and I think as well. Um, I know that's now December, so it's probably not an excuse, but certainly at the start of the year, um, he wasn't fit, and that was down to him as well. Um, but end of the day, you know, he was, he was you know, courting himself trying to get a club, and I don't think that's uh, served him well. So, who is this creative player? Should we be looking at then? I want some names. Are there any suggestions out there? Who is who's a guy who unlocked defences that's in the kind of price range that that Dundee could be looking for? Bring back Gary Harkins. Well, one guy. Who Dundee had been in for but didn't get was Stevie Mallon um, earlier on in the season at the start of the season. Now he's not the greatest of seasons, but he can change a game in an instance. Um, he's a he's a threat from set pieces, so he's potentially one of the one of the guys. Sibold, yeah, very good player. Hmm. 
I've always thought he could step up. He's a player that was talked about so much at Falkirk, and I don't think he's he's good enough to go down south and really do it. But I think he could certainly step up to the top flight and be a, a good player for a team like Dundee on that left hand side. I think he would create quite a lot for them. Um, I don't know a player like Declan McManus or someone like that as well has mm. uh, been good for. Don't get me wrong, though. No, I think that Whiten, for example, given a, a solid run uh, of games, could could do well. Um, but obviously, he's he's a trouble with injuries, isn't he? So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I can a mixed bag for for Dundee at the moment. Saint Johnston, tricky one. The mediocre team of the league. Mediocre is maybe harsh because they're good, but you know what I mean. They're kind of the middle. You know where they were going to finish. They were going to finish in fifth. Everyone, bar no, sorry, I'll tell a lie. Everyone apart from Callum Fisher said that Saint Johnston would finish fifth Who'd this season. Uh, Motherwell. And who did have Saint Johnston? Sixth. So it was it wasn't far off really. Fine. Um, but everyone else says St Johnson are fifth, and there's not been much in the first six months to to change any of that, has there? No, there's been kind of solid performances. I think that's how you would describe it. Um, kind of standard Tommy Wright, a wee bit inconsistent at times, but they go about their business quietly, and um, you know, I just think they're they're kind of they always go under the radar. St Johnson, it's strange, you know. You, Whenever you, you think of Celtic or Rangers going there, you think, oh, it's a tough game. But then, you know, if they're playing somebody like Motherwell at home, you'd think, mm, that could be that could be tight and all that, you know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, I, it's strange. I, I'm trying to think of something. I'm giving them a sense of perspective for Christmas. That's for their fans, because I think their fans have started to expect at mm. St. Johnson. You've got to remember, this is St. Johnson, probably about the 8th or ninth or even 10th biggest team in the league they're, they're a relatively small club they play to crowds of 2,000 2,500 I think they've got to remember that they are they are best of the rest they're behind the, they're behind the four best teams in the league and teams like Hibs and Dundee United aren't even in the same division so St Johnson I think are, have been doing brilliantly they've got a really good four. manager I, I would tell them just to just to enjoy it at the moment because without being kind of negative this is as good as it will get for St Johnson in my opinion finishing fifth in the league consistently being when they're out uh, they're out on how many points they're out um, f- four points a game in hand on Ross County so it could be seven points um, clear in fifth place they should just be enjoying it I just wouldn't get too um, expectant as a St Johnson fan no, that's as good as it'll get so I'd a sense d- of perspective I'd agree with that I think they need to remember the fact that they are behind the four biggest teams in Scotland that mm. is what it comes down to at the end of the day maybe Hibs would have an argument about that but um, you know so I think you're right sense of perspective for them Kilmarnock what are you wanting for Christmas for your club Um Greg <laughs> well, obviously the the clear one would be um, for a certain figure to depart from the club. But uh, in regards to on-field um, consistency, of course, uh, I think if we get consistency, we're laughing. Uh, we're shooting for top six, but more importantly, a creative midfielder. But I know we will not get one because I know that that's no Clark's style. He likes kind of two ball winners in the middle of the park opposed to, you know, somebody that can spread the ball. But I think that's severely what I'm missing because, I mean, on Saturday was a prime example of it. Um, there was no... We get we get out of jail with a bit of magic for Koulibaly that, um, that otherwise we, we would have drew the game because I don't think Inverness would have scored had we not scored. But anyway, 
So the point uh, I, th- I think we're lacking just somebody there to kind of put their foot in the ball, dictate the game. Um, to an extent, because you've got guys like Jones and Koulibaly that will take the game by the scruff of its neck when you need them to. But I think we're missing quality in the middle of the park, severely. Andrew McGregor, aka the snowman, saying what Kelly need for Christmas, they need a magic spell to heal Greg Kilty. Well, that as well, because Kilty would fit right into that, that mould. Um, and like I say, it's, it's a shame for Kilty, because this would have been a massive, massive season for him. Uh, and he started the season superbly. game against Rangers at Rugby Park was the best I'd seen him in a Kelly shot. For, for a boy 19-year-old to, to dictate a game against the Calabari Rangers was was brilliant and we've just unfortunately lost him to injuries because he's a terrific young player you had Kilmarnock in 7th place Ross mm-hmm. um, why? Yeah, why, why why did you think that because I thought at the time I thought well I still think Clark is the right man for the job um, obviously they'd struggled last season um, but I thought they would bring in a lot more players uh, those players that they brought in haven't probably made the impact I would hope, but obviously you've got the likes of Koulibaly who has set the header light to say the least. Um, you know, been outstanding. So I think you know I think seventh place is perfectly achievable, um, and I think it would be a very good season for them if they could if they could manage it, especially after last season. Are you going to come in there, Lewis? Do you want me to come in? Yes. Um. I, I don't think they're anywhere near as bad as a certain Mr Carton likes to uh, likes to kind of make out. But I think I, th- I think the, the key point is as a manager. I think that's the, the massive advantage they have over a lot of other teams at that level. I think Clarks are really underrated in terms of how good a manager he is. I think he's a really really good manager, uh, and I think for what he's done, you know, for a lot of constraints he had, you know, basically just having a, a pretty, pretty much new team apart from maybe a, three players pretty much um, I think for him to for Kamara to be where they are now and you know not be you know 12th place or you know, basically cannon fodder I think is real testament to his ability as a manager yeah, it's been the fitness aspect he's brought in as well teams are a hell of a lot fitter than it's ever yeah, been yeah the wee tank things you've got as well <laughs> hopefully that will heal Greg me. Well, what are these tank things uh, see I'm not is it are they freezing temperatures? Yeah, they're like I think it's maybe like to something with the joints or something. Ah, High tech stuff. He certainly certainly brought a different kind of, and the fact you turn up to your games all in suits and all that, it's a different kind of hipster, hipster, hipster appointment for, mm. for the club. It's a different word come marker in at the moment. Motherwell, a less boring manager. Yes. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, he's pretty... I, I wouldn't say boring's the right word for Mark McGee because I've got a lot of... Uh, kinda I've got a word for Mark McGee. <laughs> Clown. Uh, um, he's, I, I think the manager may be the problem, but I don't know if uh, boring, considering all the kind of uh, humour that I've, I've had at his expense. Hmm. You can maybe give him a... a um, maybe some sort of someone to tell him who Chris Davis is basically because apparently he didn't have any notion of who Chris Davis was oh we could just buy him a big 11 aside goal nets since he loves he loves the the two goal nets at Fifth Park so much one for Celtic aye because that was what he was moaning about originally with Davis he was moaning about Kamarnock doing that as well he's just he's a guess who board game with 
pictures of all the managers and assistants <laughs> in the week. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. They are. I'm like the sound of that. Mark <gasps> McGee, Christmas has come early for Mark McGee. Um, Mark McGee looks at like the kind of guy that just loves Christmas, doesn't he? Christmas dinner. No, he looks like the sort of guy that hates it. <laughs> 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 he he do you not see him in the Christmas jumper and nah. Christmas No, I, I can see what you mean. I, 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 I can see him in a Christmas jumper, but I can equally see Lewis's point. Roast the enigma the is Mark McGee. Hmm. Mark McGee. Um, yes, Motherwell are sitting eighth in the league at the moment. Just part of that cluster of teams um, down the bottom of the table. Have we touched on... Have we touched on Aberdeen yet? Mm, we given them yes, a gift. Yes, we did. Yeah, we said they need to pass us uh, to get their best. Stop fiddling with our team. Yes, very true. I'd say a centre half as well. We add that to Aberdeen. I think that's a big. Problem. I think that's something. Well, that's one wish, not two. I think that's something that's kind of lost though. Like because um, I think a lot of defences are quite poor in the league. I think the fact that Aberdeen's defence is really bad is mm. kind of lost and. You know, focus us maybe more on somebody in that midfield. I do, I do still would I would say that's still the major one for them. Yeah. Um, because I think if you want to like, so I don't think they will win the league. But if you want to at least kind of compete with Celtic, you need to have a strong midfield. And really, I think the only team that's actually matches in the midfield this season's probably been Hearts. Mm. Don't think any other teams really done it, mm. especially Aberdeen. You know, it's very obvious in those games that the midfield just fell apart completely. Yeah. It doesn't help when you're playing a left back there as well. As much as I think he's probably the best player, he's not been playing in his right position. And a new set of floodlights as well, perhaps. Yeah. That would always help. Stop moaning about fixture changes as well. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Hamilton. Striker as well for me. Uh, I think they need need a goal scorer. Um, Far too reliant on uh, young Ali Crawford. well, kind of young's kind of quite a wrong phrase for him. He's older than you actually think he is. What is he? Oh shit! I've got him down for my young player of the year. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! I see. He's one of these guys you think's only nineteen or twenty, but he's he's a lot older than than you think. Um, so I think I'm far too reliant on him. I mean, guys like Dakol and that. I'm not sure. A replacement for McGovern. Because I've not really replaced them with mm. anyone. I know it's True, difficult. But I, d- but I don't it's think the keeper's been a big no, problem. No. But I, I agree. But I think they need. If, if Hamilton had somebody that scored goals, I mean, how could the amount of games have dominated? Drawn and have drawn. Aye, aye, they've ended up dropping out of because they've not been able to kill mm. teams off. I think it's as simple as that. I think I holding on to Leeds certainly is yeah. a, a big thing for Hamilton no, as well. I, I, I don't think it's holding on to Leeds. I think it's like just you know try to press and try to get more goals. Cause that's mm. their issue is they'll try to hold on and eventually the team will just. They'll end up conceding. But mm. like. You know, if they, are, you know, as you said, maybe a goal scorer is the probably the, something something they do need. But in saying that, you know, I, I don't mind Brophy. I think you know he's a young player. He's still, you know, the team at Hamilton are they're gonna give him time. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But um, you know, I see where you're coming from. But again, I think this is the biggest thing is just them, you know, kind of capitalising on being on a, in a good position and get a few more goals before mm. inevitably the collapse that kind of later on towards the match yeah. just struggle to say anything bad about Hamilton after how yeah. well they, they treated us that day I can't even think of anything like that was bad about the stadium or anything the, bus. Nice stadium. the bus is what I'm thinking maybe just get rid of that um, get rid of the bus cause I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the bus but in terms of just the interior of the stadium um, and the stadium itself it actually looks better I, now because They've got the, the scaffolding. Um, I kind of, I don't know what it is like. Kind of, it's got the sponsors on it. It's other end. It doesn't look as uh, bare, and he, thankfully you can't see the bus. I, th- really. I, th- I think it's the worst stadium in the league. 
think it's better looking now. They've tried to at least make so a few improvements. So so mm. Probably for atmosphere and size of the stadium, it's the worst one in the league. But I don't I think it's actually a horrible stadium. Like, see if see if the the two stands that are kind of nice. If it was a whole stadium was like that, it'd be a nice stadium. Yeah, we were all right, but it's the fact that it's only two and how high. It, it's just it's a bizarre setup. Uh, very yeah. bizarre indeed. Um, but Hamilton, we still love you. Um, Celtic. Um, a ninety-minute Tom Rogic. Yeah. Mm. Well, played ninety minutes against Motherwell. Scored the winner in the very 89th true. minute. But ah. Uh, Consistently, ninety minute Tom Rogic. Probably just a good winter holiday because the players look like they need it at the moment. They're yeah. they're down on their, their feet at the moment or out on their feet at the moment. I think uh, getting them book all the players, including Brendan, away to Marbella for Mr. Rogers. A you didn't let you didn't let him call Ferguson Barry, so you can't call Rogers Brendan. Former colleague at Celtic, Brendan Rogers, <laughs> then um, and uh, aye. So I think a wee nice wee holiday. But in all honesty, there's. There's very little we haven't said about Celtic this season. They have been maybe maybe Tierney come back a wee bit. Maybe get some of that uh, magic spell that we're using for Kilty. Mm. Use it with Tierney. Put them all into a magical room. Kilty, Tierney, um, other Scottish players, young Basically players. Basically, the whole Clyde team. Yes, very true. Um, but I mean, Celtic have been the standout team in the league this season, and Ross, they're on they're on track for for a hell of a lot of records. Yeah, um, I think. <laughs> The big question that everyone is really there's obviously a lot a lot of records to talk about Lisbon lines and all that sort of thing, but the big the big one is the uh, the whole unbeaten thing. If they can go this season unbeaten, which I don't think they will, but who's going to beat them? And I want a team. Who's going to beat them? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Ross County. <laughs> right, Hearts is my one, but I, I think like I think Rangers could be the one. Somebody made this point on Twitter um, about. The fact that we're putting more emphasis on just the Celtic fans and maybe the media and stuff, we're putting more emphasis on this unbeaten run as opposed to the treble. And you know when this unbeaten run does end, and I think it, I think it will end. Like I'm not as confident as you, Hamish. I I'm pretty certain we won't go the whole season no unbeaten, and that'll be a massive negative when when it does happen. I think, and that, I mean, I, I don't know. I just. I think more has more stock has to be taken into the old treble aspect as opposed to the unbeaten. I know it's a target and stuff, but we're, we're still only not even halfway through the season, mm. so you know, I'd say a wee bit of perspective has to be, be felt. Mm. Imagine that Gibraltar mob were the only team to beat you all season. Barca have beaten Celtic. Well, aye, well, so forget that. Last but not least, Ross County. Billy Dodds to chuck his football boots back on and, and he's in his oversized top <laughs> oversized top and short shorts, shorts. <laughs> oversized top um, county just boys to keep scoring goals probably I just feel a bit bone that we keep saying defenders or goal scorer <laughs> I know I'm trying to think of something funny but nothing happen, nothing funny happens in the Highlands does it apart from Johnny Clark <laughs> is he the only funny man for the Highlands <laughs> No, nah, that, that guy off uh, Balamori. Oh, no, uh, the guy the right, Archie. Oh, right, aye, aye, Archie. Archie off Balamori. He was a good player. <laughs> yes, indeed. That is Ross County. Good we went into real in-depth there on Ross County. Good effort, lads. We know our football here at Burst Ball. Let's go on to our team. It's completely 
didn't even talk about Ross County. Who cares? Let's go on to our team of the <laughs> half season then. You know how this works, guys. You get to pick um, 11 players, as there is 11 players in a football team. In 4-4-2 formation, please, plus a manager equals 12 players even. Um, there's 12 teams in the league, so one person, um, 11 players plus a manager, one from each team, please, in your goalkeepers, in your goalkeepers, can I please have your goalkeepers in? Go. Shall I start? Yes, yes you shall. Um, Joe Lewis from Aberdeen, um, mainly because I think, uh, obviously Aberdeen haven't been at their best this season, um, but they've still had a good few players, I mean Madison's a player I really like, uh, Chanel was consistently decent. Uh, and more more than that, but I think Joe Lewis has been actually just um, absolutely brilliant season for Aberdeen, and he's solved the goalkeeping problems that they've had for centuries. I would go on to say <laughs> I don't think they've ever had a consistently good it's goalkeeper. Probably because they had Jamie Langfield for centuries. But even that, I remember they had Jason Brown and <laughs> David <laughs> Priest. <laughs> you know, guys. Graham, Graham like Smith was he at Aberdeen as well? No, I think, uh, I think no. they know my spell there as well before Hibs. No. no, they who they have they had, they had Langfield, Jason Brown, Howard, Mark Howard, Michael Howard, or something. Mark, he's still first choice at Sheffield United. No, no, he's, he's a good goal. He's decent enough, but it, more, more to do with like, they've always had the kind of and their only consistent number one was Jamie Langfield, and look at the amount of questions asked to him. But, and as I said, you had guys like Jason Brown who's kind of stock <laughs> um, And that's so I, I, I think Joe Lewis has had a, a very good season, and uh, that's my reason for selecting him as the best goalkeeper in the league. I'm bemused by your choice, Kemp. Right, well, I went with Wes Fotheringham. Bemused. Now, I think Wes is right. Wes. Firstly, <laughs> I don't think anyone in that Rangers team really stands out. No. I think we've kind of. Certainly amongst ourselves, we kind of. Kinda, Kind of talked about that so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he has second most clean sheets in the league. Oh, this, is, this is like Stephen Thompson in sports scene choking to put out a stat after well, a game. Into it's, it. ba- it's backing up my point though. So, okay. you know, second uh, highest in the league, which I think is fair. And, you know, I don't think he's done anything wrong this season either. I think he's a. Sh- he, he does have some. Maybe some, some issues. Aye, he's, he's I think more of it's just to do with his actual defence in front of him. Same well, because he's I was. A very good shot stop. I was going to. Put maybe Fodderingham in my side, um, and you know, put put somebody like Shinny or Madison in my team. But I obviously, end up going with Lewis. But no, I agree. I think uh, I think Fodderingham is uh, is actually a, a very good, decent goalkeeper. When he first came into Rangers, I, I thought they were a bit too hasty and kind of dropping Cammy Bell right out of the picture. But I think West Fodderingham's a, a, a certainly good enough to, to be in the Rangers. I think as well, like everyone in that Rangers team really came in came in for some criticism apart from Fodderingham. Yeah. I'd say. Right. It's, it's just his distribution. Even yeah. a guy with Halliday has been somewhat kind of criticised as well. Yeah, I've went with Xander Clark. It's I know he had a howler at the weekend, oh, but um, he's been he has been good. Puts in a couple of great shifts, some really good saves, good shot stopper, um, decent calm for crosses as well. I would go with him. Um, young Scottish goalkeeper, so mm. give him his due. He's, he's got my place. I've gone for a Welsh goalkeeper. I've gone for Owen Fawn Williams at Inverness Cali um, because I, I just think that Inverness have got no other good players and this guy um, this guy I saw him make a really good save at Celtic Park um, from I want to say Griffiths uh, in a f- couple of months ago when he was going one way tipped the ball over the bar uh, and I think he's I think he's a really good uh, shot stopper I'd have him in my top 
uh, two or three goalkeepers in the league and I think he's in the Welsh squad so they clearly rate him quite highly as well uh, and as I say Inverness have no other good footballers he's so a very on. good painter as well is he's, he? Ah, he's, he painted a, a, a <laughs> he is he painted a picture of the Welsh national team celebrating getting to the semi-final and like Bale and Ramsey and all that, I've got them up in their up in their house. So mm. yes, meaningless information for today, but there you go. One queen sheet and seventeen appearances. <laughs> Worst percentage in the league. <laughs> I'd say that's more down to his defence though. Because yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd argue that McDonald is one of the better goalkeepers in the league, and our nah, clean sheets have been better. But I'm just gonna wind you up. Nah, I mean, I think hmm. I don't particularly rate him personally, but McDonald's not fun Williams. Right. But I think that does that is maybe a factor. And he looks like a Highlander as well. Sorry, that's just does he? Well, he's Welsh. Yeah, no, of course it's, he's Welsh. They don't they? So yeah, but of course he's of course he's Welsh. But what I'm saying is he looks he looks like he could be from Inverness. So. Hmm. He looks like he could be there. The missing triplet from the That's Grant like Monroe and uh, <laughs> Topokley brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on to right back. Um, in fact, just give us your back four and a brief explanation of all of them. I'll start. I'll go James Tavernier. Uh, I think he's um, been, as we were saying earlier, we struggle for Rangers standout players. Um, and I think Tavernier, when I see him, he's always the one, even when they were struggling when they were playing poorly at the start of the season, he was always, for me, the best footballer. I think he, he kind of thrives when he's got players pressing him and that. I think he's always got a... He's a good out ball to have. He'll carry the ball. Um, I think he scores goals as well. I've been not nowhere near as many as last year, granted, but I think he I think he's probably been Rangers' best player this season. Um, I've got Liam Lindsay and John Souter at the back. For me, they right. are... You, who's oh. been copying me here, by the way? Because... Yeah. Kemp stole Liam Lindsay, and you've obviously stolen it, and all you have a dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had you had three players for Partick Thistle. So it could be maybe four, including Cherney. Probably Liam Lindsay, um, Barton, Erskine, Erskine. Oh, see you oh. later, um, oh, Barton or uh, or the the boy um, Ed, Edwards that oh. has been has been really good. Um, but for for me, Liam Lindsay and John Souter. Um, are both future Scotland internationals. I think they're both very good. They, they both score goals, particularly Liam Lindsay, um, although he does enjoy a jump on the back of the defender's um, back. So he's one of those ones, you know those referees hate them that kind of arms up in the shoulders when he's when he's jumping for headers. But he does. He scores a lot of goals. He scored a fair few goals this season. Um, so that's why I'm putting him and, and Suter at centre-back and then left-back. And I'll come on to this later on. In fact, I won't because I don't care. Um, Kevin Holt, just because I ran out of... I had to put a Dundee player in, I was left for left back. So Kevin Hope's in. Um, I know you've got him as well, Callum. He's been all right, I suppose. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's um, as good. That, no, no. To, to be honest, I think that, that it has been okay when I suggested Just defy it, man. When I suggested them earlier on, I've heard their laughter. said, yeah, no, you're, you're like busting the tears. <laughs> but um, I think that Hope. I mean, Dundee haven't had the best of seasons, and I know for one minute saying Kevin Holt's been their best player in that, but I think that he's been he's been decent enough. I don't think he's been been terrible, and I think that uh, and and I actually doubt him as a player. I think he's I think he's a, I think he's a good good fullback. Mm. He's 
good at going up, up and down, up and down the left hand side. Uh, good cross, and he's quite dangerous. Uh, you got a good left foot to mm. ping, ping either crosses in or even strikes across goal. Dundee yeah. fans are going to come out and completely condemn what you've just said because you know what they're like. Last season, we made the comments about um, Paul McGinn, who's Paul McGinn. Best, one of the probably best player and, uh, in Dundee history. We don't have a clue. So Dundee <laughs> fans, just don't go too hard down the, the neck of me and, me and Callum for uh, for picking Kevin Holt. Yeah, well, so I'm 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 awaiting the onslaught, but yeah, I've got Kevin Holt as well. Shall I fire for the rest of mine? I've actually got three out of the four you said. Um, I've I've got three out of the four you said. I've got uh, James Tavernier for Rangers again, player I actually like. Um, Rangers, I agree with Hamish. Anytime I've seen him, he's, he gets in for a hell of a lot of criticism at times, uh, like defensively. But I don't even think he's that bad defensively either. Uh, and that says as Hamish touch points very good out ball comfortable with the ball his feet good at set pieces I like him uh, I've also got Liam Lindsay for again obviously Ross is the only player, person that knows of Liam Lindsay apparently so <laughs> so I'll just leave the explanation to him but again I think he's for a young guy he's come in this season I'm not right, sorry I'm not saying I'm the only person that knows it I'm saying I was the first person to select him and none of you were thinking about it right. until I mentioned him so Liam Lindsay. I, I don't know how you can possibly say that because I was I was clearly thinking of Liam Lindsay. Because, because he's a referee, you mm, can determine mm. whether people think it's a deliberate handball or not. <laughs> uh, so I've I've got Liam Lindsay. Um uh, for again like for a young guy for him to come in and be so consistent with Partick this season. Um and like I say he's scored a few goals as well. Right, him and I've also got Gary Warden and mostly to do with how unjust of how's his leg? How exactly <laughs> because of because his place in last year's team was brutally taken away from him because of his uh, leg break. So uh, that's the reason that I've got him in this year. For those who don't remember, that was Ross tipping him to be in yeah. the team of the season for him to mm. not be playing for the yes. entire season. A nice, a, a touching tribute there um, to the Inverness centre back. Gary Warren I'm just checking that he's actually been playing this season yeah, he has it. and he's you're in the clear 17 starts yeah. for him this oh, year oh no he's a good old fashioned defender uh, dangerous in the air does a job I think he's a good player right um, can he <laughs> care at me, sorry well come on how am I to tell we're sitting next to one another how am I to tell who's like the that? listeners can't see that um, well I'm explaining to them I'm elaborating for they the listeners they don't care Right, uh, you should have known by right. obviously you know. I'm going to get you through my defence now. You know what Hamish thinks, so you should have known who he was. Yeah, exactly. Should Just have known, not new. Go Ross. Anyway. Go. <laughs> uh, Cameron Kerr at right back um, for Dundee. Again, Dundee. Nobody really sticks out at all because they've been pish. Uh. Um, so, yep. Cammy Kerr gets his place. Liam Lindsay. We've discussed him. Um, Josh Meekings Josh Meekings I've got what I I know all about Liam Lindsay it's my idea (laughs) why why should Liam Lindsay be in that centre back because he's a young promising Scottish centre back who is also in my which we'll come on to Scotland 2022 team right he's in mine as well he's in mine because I told you (laughs) 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 Um, yes Josh Meekings meh Inverness Cali, he's alright. He was, um, I saw the clearance on Saturday at, um, yeah, at Rugby Belter. Park was amazing. Enough to get him in your team, you would, I, I would argue, yes. <laughs> um, he's fine, he's finally Shinny. undone that, uh, that horrendous handball. Oh, handball. I knew it would come up. <laughs> I knew it would come up. Bitter. Uh, Shinny as well, again, solid, probably a bit unjust. He's not been in the Scotland starting lineup, but 
Again, it's just because we've got so many outstanding left backs. Lewis? Yeah, um, I think a lot of us are all going to have all the same players just because, not because these are the best defenders in the league, but because um, we've not got anyone else to pick from. <laughs> so this is kind of all we're left with. Um, right back, Cammy Kerr with Dundee. In fact, I've went my all kind of four. What do you um, like about Cammy Kerr at Dundee, Lewis? Um, I think he is very young. <laughs> he's promising. <laughs> ah, he's do you like young men, Lewis? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, um, you know, very pacey as well. You know, uh, gets up that wing very... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know but uh, no, uh, let's be honest I mean we are kind of struggling for, for, for people here but I went back in all four Scottish uh, back line uh, quite young maybe if you take out one of the players but this team could this four could uh, potentially be playing in 2022 uh, so I can right back uh, centre back partnership of John Suter at Hearts and William Lindsay Um in terms of Lindsay, I think I'd st- I don't like like he's the finished article, but you know again we're kind of stuck with people to pick with in terms of uh, Thistle. Uh, for you know John Sutter, I think immediately when, when I thought of centre backs, this is probably one of the ones I thought of. Mm. I think he's actually had a really good season this year. He's become a man this be. season. Yeah? He's become a man this season. <gasps> yes, he has become a man this season. Um, no, Ross so just threw a bottle over my head for some reason. Um, no, I think he's been really really good and probably you know. And a season where defences have been kind of um, lambasted almost by us, I think he's been one of the standouts. Uh, and certainly someone I would even tip for the national team right now, never mind 2022. Um, left back, Graham Shinney. Um, again, I've been Aberdeen's best player this season. Uh, and he's been played at a position. Um, so I'm putting him in his right position in left back. Um, midfield four, it's a four four two. We're all playing here because we are football traditionalists. I've got um, right midfield. I've gone for Chris Burke. I think he has added um, a lot to Ross County since he signed. I think there's an argument that he's been signing of the season. Certainly out with the Celtic signings because he, he's come in and he offers them um, experience. He offers them assurance in the right wing. But he's also he's also got a really good final ball, which is something you need when you've got men like Liam Boyce. Um, up top, and I, I think um, for a man he must be well into his thirties now. Chris Burke, he still he still offers a hell of a lot of this level. A big big fan of Chris Burke. Um, left midfield, Johnny Hayes at Aberdeen. He's just I kind of run out of things to describe Johnny Hayes. I think he, um, you know what you get with Johnny Hayes. You always get to the, the the dead ball line. He'll always offer you energy, even in kind of tough games. No matter where you're playing, if it's Hamilton away on a cold Tuesday night, or if it's the the cup final against Celtic at Hamden, you'll get the same from Johnny Hayes. Raw energy. Uh, he's got a really good end product. A really underrated end product, I think. Johnny Hayes, his final ball. Um, I, I think he's got a really good final ball, and I think it's only a matter of time before he moves down south to a team in the Championship. Um, two in centre midfield Ali Crawford I've picked for Hamilton I was stuck between Ali Crawford and Greg Doherty um, I went for Ali Crawford simply because of his goal return I think he's scored seven goals in the league for Hamilton which for a team like Hamilton is pretty incredible for midfield he's he's always a threat from dead balls Ali Crawford and uh, it, I mean that, that opening goal at Ibrox is alone was, was one of the, the moments of the season so far so uh, he, he's well worthy of a place in the team and Tom Rogic as well is my, my Celtic player I've put in 
probably because of, of the moments he's given the Celtic fans, that goal at Motherwell and uh, some of the other great pieces of play he's done. I think he's probably, as an argument, he's the most vital player to that Celtic team. I think Celtic are a totally different team when Tom Rogic doesn't play. I mean, if they lose Dembele, you can put Griffiths up top. If they lose Sinclair, you can put Forrest wide left. Um, but I think... Uh, it's really hard to, to replace Tom Rogic when he's out that Celtic team. So just to repeat, midfield, Burke on the right, midfield, central, Rogic and Crawford and uh, Johnny Hayes on the left wing. Lewis? Um, I went with uh, right midfield, Danny Swanson. Um, I think he's been... <coughs> I'll go into a letter about our kind of players out with Celtic. have been um, the kind of standouts, but for me, he is the standout. Um and I don't think I think it was maybe somewhat unexpected as well, um, as you know he's got what seven goals this season, four assists, you know, for a midfielder um, who was pretty much written off um, maybe like last season, a year year or two ago, you know, to have kind of come back and have such a kind of prolific season. I think is testament to all the kind of work he's done. So um, yeah, I've got him in right midfield. Um, Got centre mid pairing of Chris Cadden at Motherwell and Ali Crawford. Ali Crawford for exactly the same reasons as you, Hamish. Um, was uh, did was tempted a wee bit by Greg Doherty, but um, Ali Crawford for me, you know, he's scored more goals and you know again for a midfielder to score that many goals is quite impressive. You know, Cadden um, been really really impressed with Cadden this year. Um, for a guy that young, you know, I mean yes. You know, He's actually quite a kind of physical presence for a guy. He's, he's got everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah he, is, he is an old kind of round player, and I think um, yeah, definitely uh, worthy of a place in the team. And the left midfielder went with Scott Sinclair. Um, obviously, the Celtic one's going to be sort of different. Who do you pick? Is it going to be Dembele or Sinclair, or as you said Roger? I mean, there's so many candidates, but you know, for me, Sinclair in the league has been just un- outstanding, really. I mean. You know, obviously, we all know about how he was scoring the success of games and stuff like that. Had that record at the start of the season. Um, you know, ten goals this year, two assists. You know, he, he has been he, he's been completely different from this season, from you know where he was um, last season with Aston Villa and a couple of seasons before that and stuff. You know, his he's completely went back to form, and um, a lot of it is down to the manager and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, he's, he's he's not even had time to really settle in. He's just straight away went into the team and been a complete standout. So uh, yeah, again, just uh, right midfield, Danny Swanson, two centre mids, Chris Cadden and Ali Crawford, and left midfield, Scott Sinclair. Um, was Hamish looking at you? Or was he looking at me there? Are we just okay? just go for it for fuck's uh, sake. <laughs> Chris Buck as well. I had him. Uh, He's been impressive since he's come up, probably quite surprisingly impressive. I didn't think he'd be as good as what he's been. Uh, Ali Crawford, we've touched on, really good player, young. I think he's due a move anytime soon. I think the likes of Rangers should actually be looking at him, you know, player they could do with. Uh, Andy Halliday's been flung in there because basically nobody from Rangers jumped at me to put in. Uh, Halliday, heart in the sleeve, where's his heart in the sleeve? Always gives 100%. Um, and relatively solid uh, Chris Cadden at left mid now any player who has the complete package is pointed out by Lewis and Kelly Cal can play at left mid so that is why he is featuring on the wing for me um, again someone who you know was playing the under 20s at the end of last season um, and he's come in and he's been standout for Motherwell so really impressed by him um, and I think he could go on to do great things 
Um, I, I'm not dwelling my team too much because I think most of the guys have been mentioned. <coughs> um, right midfield, I've got Chris Carden because that's where I was convinced they played. That's where I seen him at the start of the season was right wing. Um, again, the guys have already done him done him justice. I can't can't say much more else. Just a terrific young talent. Excited to see how he develops as a player. Um, left wing, well, left midfield, I've got Danny Swanson as well. Again, purely because the season he's had at St Johnson, um, and to quote Ross, uh, under the radar, so to speak, considering the season he's had, maybe that's just St Johnson as a whole. Um, in my two centre midfielders, I've got Perry Kitchen at Hearts, who I think's been a very good signing. Uh, kind of a bit, bit of everything in the middle of the park as well. He can put his foot in the ball, but. He's kind of break up playing that very good, reads the game very well. Uh, I've got him in there. And uh, also, you guys were touching on Ali Crawford at Hamilton. I went for Greg Doherty at Hamilton. I think he's had an absolutely fantastic season. Um, like I say, for a guy that young to come in, obviously, well, I hate kind of saying that as well because it's cliche. Because, I mean, we should know by now that Hamilton can produce these quality young players. And uh, I believe that he's certainly one of those. And, uh, Again, I'm really excited to see how he develops as a player because uh, for what I've seen from him so far, I've been very impressed. Yes, I'd agree with all that. Um, I'll speed things up because we're slightly short for time. Strikers, I've gone Louis Moult and Sully Koulibaly. Louis Moult because he is the nicest guy ever and a really good finisher. And Suleiman Koulibaly uh, was one of my first names in the team sheet. He stands out like a sore thumb for uh, for the from that Kilmarnock team for me I think he's he's a really good player I don't think he'll be at Kilmarnock for very long um, and the goal he scored at Celtic Park alone was, was an incredible strike so Moult and Koulibaly up top um, I've gone with William Boyce and Koulibaly as well um, Koulibaly for all the reasons also scored um, 8 goals this season which is you know 11 all comps 11 all comps is, is as you want to make out but um, I, uh, just a sort of player that can just kind of turn the game and just whenever you know and I think he's a player like that is so vital for a team like Kamal you know that can you know just create something out of nothing so um, put him in there and also Liam Boyce you know yeah there was a, a wee spell where he wasn't scoring and there was a spell where he was injured as well but uh, overall I mean I think he's, he's a proven goal scorer at this level um, 10 goals this season um, I think aye, well worth ever placing the team um, I've went Koulibaly unsurprisingly again um, we've talked about him, we know what he's capable of and I've went Johnson at Arts um, I think he's come in, he's done well uh, big big presence um, I think the link, he also provides a really good bit of link up as well Yeah, he, uh, he played a big part in the goal against Rangers, the one at Muirhead, put in the back post at Patterson Cross, but he played this brilliant wee pass out of Patterson um, the wee flick, yeah, yeah. Mm. so I think he's he's a really good player, just one player of the month I think as well actually um, so yeah, he'd been my side yeah, I agree with us there. I think uh, Johnson's a brilliant player. Um, but for me, again, I've got to say, I get the exact same front two as Lewis, uh, Kula Bali and Boyce, for reasons stated. Fair enough. Um, manager, I have gone for Tommy Wright. I think he's continually one of the best managers in the top flight. Uh, and uh, I didn't pick a St. Johnson player, so Tommy Wright. I've went with uh, the maestro, Richie Foran. Now, um, my reason behind this is pretty simple. Basically, this team is by far the best, so uh, doesn't need a manager that's any good. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I've went with Brendan Rogers. Can't see past him to be honest with you. I think he's come in, done a brilliant job. If you were to say to Celtic at the start of the season what they'd have achieved so far, 
um, then you would have. I don't think anyone could have really predicted that they'd be unbeaten at this point. You know, um, yeah, really impressive. Uh, put in decent perform, a couple of decent performances in the Champions League, won the League Cup, unbeaten the league. What more can you say? Yeah, I agree, Brendan Rodgers. Um, it was hard not. You know, I mean, I think we could probably put the full kind of Celtic starting eleven in our uh, team of the season. To be honest, well, in most part, uh, but I think the key to that has been Brendan Rodgers when you look at how he's developed guys like Forrest, Rogic, which again is a bit unfair on Dyla, Dyla kind of brought Rogic in and kind of gave him his chance originally, but what uh, Rodgers has done to these guys and totally rejuvenated Celtic as a whole, he's the main key to their success and that's why he's my manager, best manager in the league. agree completely. Uh, player of the half season so far? Dembele, no questions asked. Oof. Uh, Scott Sinclair for me I tipped him to be a flop at the start of the season which I regret and I'm sure it'll be featuring the bloopers at some point but uh, yeah Sinclair no doubt about it yeah I've went with Scott Sinclair as well I think if you asked me this question maybe a month ago I'd put a send Dembele but he has been a wee bit off the wall I know Sinclair's had had his moments as well but I think overall I think he's been just a complete standard I've kind of obviously already talked about him before I've given it to Dembele just simply for the moments uh, he's scored probably six of my favourite Celtic goals ever um, this season the three against, well, the four against Rangers and the two against Man City just incredible um, and Astana as well so uh, Dembele for me has been the player of the half season non-Celtic player felt we had to introduce this award because it's well, uh, at least it gives a bit of discussion because yeah. I mean Celtic, you know, speak for ourselves. For me, maybe biasly, um, but I don't think many can argue that Kulabali's had a fantastic season. Uh, I mean, you just look at his catalogue of goals; they're absolutely ridiculous. Uh, doesn't he score a bad one, does he? No, I mean even at that, every goal he scored has been. Tremendous. Even Hamish will remember the Clyde game at the start of the season. Yeah. It was it was for six yards, but it was a back heel for the keeper. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. And even the goal he scored against Dundee, um, for about eight eight yards, ball crossed in. But like, even the finish right into the roof of the net, guys, guys, absolutely terrific. And he's so young as well. He's like he's only twenty one years old. Kulabali is absolutely different class, and he's very strong and good in there for such a wee guy. He's he's absolutely terrific. He's my uh, player of the year out with um, out with Celtic, and I don't think many can really kind of come close to him. Kulabali for me as well, just simple. I've gone for for Kulabali as well. I've went with Danny Swanson. Um, just completely upsetting everyone here. I think playing devil's advocate, but um, no, I just think. For, for me, there's uh, he's the standout candidate. I would oh, obviously been very impressed with Koulibaly, but I've put him in our category. But um, you know, Swanson for me is just you know being the standout player, and I think the stats gonna show that as well with the amount of goals and assists he's got this season, and how pivotal he actually has been with uh, St. Johnson this year, and how he's got turned stuff around as well. Young player Ross and Ali Crawford, who I had, isn't a isn't an option. <laughs> uh, Chris Cadden, I went with. I've obviously touched him. Um, so I've gone for it as well. I think he's, again, com- we've touched on, he's a complete package. Uh, young, energetic, again, potential for Scotland in the future. 
I agree completely. I, I think the, the first half I saw him play against against Celtic for Motherwell for Park, he just for me I went, Wow, who is this guy? I, I saw him last season when he first broke into the team away at Fur Hill for Motherwell and I, I heard a lot of people talking about him saying this guy was good and I kinda of thought mm, he's he's got a bit of running about him but he doesn't have an end product. For me his end product is has improved massively. I knew it was gonna be a big season, this one for him. He's just so strong, he's just so quick and I, I he is a guy who um, could go right to the top for me. I think I can't talk highly enough for Chris Gunn. I think he's a really good player. Um, I've went with Kobali. <laughs> um, now, I think his birthday is 26th of December. Ah, same so me. we've essentially, um, essentially made the list uh, by the skin of his teeth here. But no, nah, just by, by all the reasons kind of stated by everyone else, um, you know, is a bit of a maverick, really, and uh, can <laughs> completely uh, change the game for Kamalak. There you go. Yeah, um, for me, um, I've got Chris Cadden, but I've also kind of given an honourable shout out to Liam Lindsay, or shout out to Ross, should I say there? Uh, but no, but I'll, I'll probably go nominate Cadden again. I seen him the first game of the season. Uh, obviously, Motherwell played us at Rugby Park, and he was absolutely terrific. Uh, I think he, he maybe get both assists that day as well um, and as I say just can't speak highly enough for the boy um, very good like, all round he, he's exactly what you want for your kind of wide player he's, he's got everything and as Hamish says he's got his own product as well maybe questions were asked it before but nah, for, for me he's, he's, he's a terrific player and as I've said I'm excited to see how he develops surprise player the player who has surprised you you're all going to think of a fancy him or something, but I'm going to say Swanson again because I just don't think anyone really saw it coming. I did though because I, I, think, I think he was he was a he didn't get a chance at Hearts and he was on loan at St Johnson. He did do he well. I, I don't think anyone was would say to that extent though. I've got Swanson as well. Just don't so know, I, I, I knew, I knew he would have been a good player. But uh, oh, at the start of the season, genius. you're looking at players who are going to be a surprise. Genius. Danny Swanson didn't jump out. Here. Mm. Uh, if you're to say there is no no disputing your, your selection I'm just saying that, uh, that I, I, I was pretty confident that he was going to have a good season who have you gone for then? <laughs> got a very strange <laughs> oh, option oh, oh here we go <laughs> um, um, it's Kevin I've went for Darren McKinnon <laughs> as, a, as a surprise do you think you've picked that surprise <laughs> I think that he's for a guy that played junior level and I think he's been very very good this season for Hamilton see I was going to go with Doherty but I've already given him I, I've gone for Greg Doherty a, a platform see, see I've already given him that and I know I, I, I've nominated Cadden as young player but I think like, genuinely I, I really I, I, do, I would I rate that McKinnon uh, I think that McKinnon boy I think for like, yeah, I, I, you know he's got a kind of dirty side to his game which we don't like to see but I like to see people get stuck in junior but he's decent enough with a ball did Joe um, Garner play junior? I just say uh, amateur nearly no but uh, <laughs> I think uh, no honestly and that's why I was really stuck on the surprise player and that's why I've went for someone who will surprise you all and selected Darren McKenna. Surprising selection anyway. I've gone for Greg Doherty, as I say. I think he's been given a chance at Hamilton and he's he's just not really looked back this year. He's another one who, who has, I suppose, surprised me um, with that award. Um, biggest flop, um, Joey Barton, I've yeah. gone for. Yep. Wait, I think there's honourable mentions to um, Connor Salmon and Tony Watt and stuff, but um, <laughs> for me... 
there's, there's no question it's Barton like, yeah well I've went for Tony thought. Watt because I'm sick of talking about Barton um, and like I say there's, he's just sent me Burnley there's no doubt that the guy will compete at the top level again uh, and I know everybody would have went for that so again kind of similar I, th- I think you know how we had the category of non-Celtic player of the season we should have probably had the category for non-Joey uh, Barton mm. biggest of the season as well so I've went for uh, Tony Watt very very disappointed mm. we, um, I was really excited when he signed for Hearts so I goes I can't wait to see him in action and I thought he'd have scored a barrel load and he's, he's not Ross you going for, for Barty as well yes El Barto Bartle and Simpson Bartle um, yeah. Manager of the season so far is it a clean sweep? Yeah, Brendan. Sure. I've gone for Brendan Rodgers yep, as well. Clean sweep. Um, I think Plus we've already touched sweep. on that. And the average award this is for um, players who have just been blatantly medium. They have not been good or bad. They have just been boring. Um, mine's is Keith Lasley. <laughs> He's just kind of there, <laughs> yeah, like isn't he? He's just there. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't add anything to games. He does a job. Um, yeah, Keith Lasley. I'm not even going to speak about him for long. He's just there. It's a bit harsh. Uh, well, Ross is like this. I'm a gas pretty, I've, yeah, I'm I'm person. But um, I'm going with Don Cowie because start of the season done quite well, and then just kind of faded. And there's actually some you know bad performances in there. So he's just been. He's had some good, but yeah. he's had some bad as well. So he's kind of. Are we at Inverness? Horrendous. Yes. Mm. Uh, I've went well I've done a joint award and I didn't go for a player because you did specify that we could go manager so yep. I went for a joint award between Tommy Wright and Martin Canning because Martin Canning draws so many games so you can't say he's good or bad mm-hmm. and Tommy Wright he's kind of where you'd expect him to be basically I know he, I know he's done a good job but he, he is pretty much where you'd expect him to be See, um, I've made a mistake in this. How can you make a mistake? <laughs> I went for a club. That's fine. Who is the club, St. Johnson? No, actually, which kind of makes a bit more sense. But I went for Motherwell. Um, <laughs> despite yeah. the kind of quality player, i.e. Moult, Cadden, McDonald, etc. This is a like, Cadden love him to the end. They've not really... They've not been terrific... But anyways, <laughs> and they've not really been horrendous, um, despite kind of obviously the LA thumpings to Celtic. Um, I think, I think, I think they've, they've just been all right. Meh. All right is probably what we're looking for for the average award. So there you go. That is our seven burst ball half season um, awards. I'm just going to go straight to the quiz now. We will touch on the lower leagues in a later show um, maybe just slightly into the new year we'll spend a whole show talking about the lower leagues because we know we love um, the lower leagues delighted to say that we have a Jamie here in the studio how are you doing Jamie? not bad not bad thank you Hamish how's yourself? aye very well um, explain to the listeners who you are because you're a bit of an unsung hero to us an unsung hero well I'm at the University of West of Scotland I'm the studio technical operations coordinator is my uh, official title um, but I suppose I just Try and smooth over things if something goes wrong and uh, make sure all the right buttons are pushed and all that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, hopefully helping you young guns <laughs> move forward in your careers. Yeah, and you're also a, a keen photographer of all things Rangers. Do, yeah, do some slow-mo and GoPros on a match day at um, Ibrox for um, Rangers TV, so very lucky boy in that respect. Uh, obviously, a, f- long, a fan of, uh, of Rangers for... I've been going at Ibrox for over 30 years, I think since 1984 regularly, so uh, 
long before you were all born. I'm Feeling sure. old. So um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's great fun to obviously be there. And, um, aye, hopefully we'll there's some more good stuff to come from the team this season. Yes, we have good stuff Jamie today. Well, What's that? A Twitter famous Jamie here after catching Jason Holt's. Was it Jason Holt? Jason Aye. Holt. It was um, after Barry Mackay scored against Hearts and he was celebrating and uh, I think it was Kenny Miller was there and Jason Holt kind of slid in on his knees behind him and he just kind of seemed to almost trip up on his knees. I'm not entirely sure, but it, I think it's what um, Stuart RFC, at RFC underscore Stu, uh, Stuart Governor, um, Rangers TV tweeted it and I think it's been tweeted nearly retweeted about 600 times and incredible uh, maybe a thousand likes or something like that so uh, I think it was and it caused a bit of a laugh I think among the, <laughs> some of the players as well so that was that was pretty cool as well fantastic well you're here for one reason one reason only and that is the bus ball Christmas quiz awesome. um, the rest of the guys are also here as well we've got Callum Scott Lewis Kemp and Ross Clark of course um, first question guys you all get your sheets in front of you it's nicely been done so you, there's no excuses for getting this wrong Um who is the top Scottish goalscorer in each league? Now, as you'll see in front of you in the Premiership, there are three options, three players who are all tied. This is the top Scottish goalscorer in each league. So three in the Premiership. There's one in the Championship, League One and League Two as well. Um, should be saying as well, play at home if you are playing the game. No cheating, please, Callum Scott. No looking across. Um, no use of phones either. That goes for you at home as well. So who is the top Scottish goalscorer in each league? Three for the Premiership, one in the Championship, one in League One and one in League Two. See in marking points? Yes. For the three in the Premiership? One point for each. Ah, right, so they don't have to be in a particular order. They're all got the same. <laughs> oh, right, oh, they're joint. I thought you meant the top three. No, as in they're, they're all got the same. So there's six points up for grabs here. And we're just talking league goals, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we're talking league goals. So as I say, three Premiership, one Championship, one League One and one League Two. Question two, and I don't care right, if you're still working in question one. I knew you'd be complaining, Ross Clark. I knew you'd be complaining. You can think of that one while I do question two. Question two, now this is a tricky one. You'll see initials in front of you guys. Um, that's in case you get mixed up. Which team do these following players play for? Now you might think it's quite easy at the start. Number one, you'll see SB. That's Stuart Bannigan. What team does Stuart Bannigan play for? Nice and easy, eh? Stephen Swinglehurst. This is a lower league knowledge coming out here, guys. A lot of red faces in front of me. Steven Swinglehurst, what team does he play for? Lewis Milne. That's Lewis Milne. Shane Sutherland. <laughs> Shane Sutherland there. CH is Chris Higgins. <laughs> this is brilliant Chris Higgins OS is Usman C <laughs> Oh, they're not French team or? <laughs> They're all Scottish teams Ross AL is Alan Lithgow Now this guy's been in the news at some point this season You may know his name from being in the news um, I don't need to know why he was in the news I just need to know what team he plays for Alan Lithgow I'm literally putting down the first team he comes to my head 
It's a mirror for everyone. And the final one, Jordan Kirkpatrick. I sense Lewis Kemp's lower league knowledge may come in handy here. He's not really good. Actually. No. Um, do you want any of those repeated guys? No. No. No point really. Anyway. Question number three. Other than Chris Boyd and Henrik Larsson, who was the third top goal scorer in the SPL? One point up for grabs. So other than Chris Boyd and Henrik Larsson, who was the third top goal scorer in the SPL? One of those kind of pub questions, isn't it? So obviously Chris Boyd, the record goal scorer in the SPF, SPL. Sorry, um, Henrik Larsson second. See, who was third? I remember the running order. Look at Kim was on my list. Now the cheap man. I remember. Is it changed recently? No. Well, it's SPL. Right, aye, right, that's fine, I've got it. I'm pretty confident I've got it anyway. There's not been a goal scored in SPL in like five years. <laughs> aye, but I wasn't on. Uh... Question four Who is the only Scottish player ever to win the Ballon d'Or? Questions like this may appeal to the older head in the room. <laughs> but we shall see. So, who is the only Scottish player ever? To win the Ballon d'Or, I think a couple have finished maybe third and second uh, a while back, but only one Scottish player has ever won it. Who was it? Um, only one point up for grabs, no bonus points for the year or anything. I just need the player. You know, I just write Ali McCoy's throw. <laughs> Question five: Two Premiership matches have produced seven goals this season. Can you name them? That's two points up for grabs, one for each game. So two Premiership matches have produced seven goals. Can you name them? Do you want the score as well? Yes, please. I think that, that's a record goals that's been scored in a game in the top flight this season is seven, and it's happened twice. And um, I'm looking for the two times it's happened. What was the score? Who were the teams playing, etc. Lots of goals, of course, in the Scottish top flight this season. But that is the record. Question 6, the old favourite from last year. Who were the first teams that each of our European representatives faced this season? <laughs> Wait, repeat the question. Who were the first teams that each of our European representatives faced this season? So of course, uh, no European representatives anymore in Scotland. They're all out this season. But they did all start way back in July. And uh, I want to know the first team that each of them faced, and they are pretty much all obscure names. Well, three of them are obscure names. Um, but a couple of them became famous. But yes, um, the, the first team that each of our four European representatives faced this season. One of them in the Champions League, of course, three of them in the UEFA Europa League. Some famous names from a few months back. Question 7. Who finished as the top scorer in this season's Betfred Cup? One point up for grabs there. So who finished as the top scorer in this season's Betfred Cup? And of course that is including the group stage and all that kind of stuff. A lot of games were played early on in the tournament. That, Of course the new group stage in the summer. But who finished as the top scorer for the whole tournament 
in the Betfred Cup this season. Question 8. Who are the highest ranked team in terms of league position that are already out of the Scottish Cup? So who basically are the biggest team that are out of the Scottish Cup already? Scottish Cup's only no, fourth round hasn't even been played. So who are who are the biggest team in terms of the league position who are already out of the Scottish Cup? The giant killers of the Scottish Cup. And staying with the Scottish Cup for question nine. Who are the only two non-SPFL sides that are still left in the Scottish Cup? There are, I think, 32 teams, or is it 64? No, it must be 32 teams left in the Scottish Cup. Um, 30 of them are SPFL sides, two of them are not, and I want to know the two teams that aren't SPFL sides that are still in the William Hill Scottish Cup this season. Question 10. Who is the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Obviously, managers come and go more than ever. Yes, Callum? Is this just reign or actual longest... Like, like, as in reign in the top flight or just the longest serving manager who is in the top flight? Because the longest serving manager who is in the top flight. I sense you may have the answer. Because I said it earlier. Did you? Aye, but there's... See, I wasn't sure because obviously somebody had managed... Because he never came into the season after, into the actual time. Anyway, moving on. Um, who's the longest serving manager in the Premiership? Question Thank 11. You, this is a very long one. This is going to get a few groans, I think. 19 clubs competed in the SPL during its entire history. Six of them played in all 15 seasons. Can you name the other 13? I will repeat for you, Ross Clark. 19 teams competed in the SPL during its entire history. Six of those 19 played in every single season of the SPL. That was 15 out of 15. Can you name the other 13 clubs? So it's basically 13 clubs who played in the SPL, but not every season. So there's 13 clubs there. I'll give you a bit of time for this one. Obviously the, the SPL no longer the governing body of league football in Scotland. It's now the SPFL when the SPL and SFL merged together. So you're basically looking for the yo-yo teams, the relegation teams, the teams that have been up and down and up and down. But maybe there's a few in there that you wouldn't expect have actually been down or maybe there's a few in there that you didn't know were up at some point. So it's a tricky one. There's 13 of them. You're getting a point for each correct answer. So a total of 13 points up for grabs. This is a big question for everyone. An important question. Just to repeat for you at home, 19 clubs competed in the SPL during its entire history. Six of them played in all 15 seasons. Name the other 13. Question 12. Who are the four players who have won the Premiership Player of the Month award so far this season? So there are four different players for August, September, October and November who have won the Premiership Player of the Month award this season. You're getting a point for each player who has won a Premiership Player of the Month award so far this season. A total of four points are up for grabs. 
lots of standout performances at, at some point. Of course, to win the Player of the Month, you only need to be good for that one month. You can be rubbish for the rest of the season. As long as you've got one month good performances, you can get that, that award. Ask a couple of the guys here that have got awards, because there's a couple of names in there that you wouldn't necessarily say have been outstanding this season, but they've got Player of the Month awards. So August, September, October and November 2016. Question 13, this is your final question and there are six points up for grabs. Again, I repeat from last year. Name the team that currently sit bottom of the following leagues. The Premiership. The Championship. You know what's coming now. League One. League Two. The Highland League. And the... Lowland League so I want the team that's currently sitting bottom of the Premiership the Championship, League 1, League 2 the Highland League and the Lowland League, a point for each correct answer, a total of 6 up for grabs and a total of 50 up for grabs in this whole quiz and just in case players are tied on points, I've got a bonus question here um, it's just in case as I say a tiebreaker in case players are tied on points I want you to know and the closest person will win in the event of a tie how many goals have been scored in the SPFL this season obviously I'm not expecting you to get us bang on that's all leagues yeah the SPFL is all leagues yes the Scottish Professional Football League how many goals have been scored in the SPFL this season just stick a number down if you're close, then you've got a chance of winning a tie-break. If it's needed, it may not even be needed. If you're confident enough that you're going to win outright, stick a stupid answer in. Give us a laugh. And that sounds like the end of our quiz then. I'll give the guys a few minutes to jot down a few more answers, then we'll get them marked, and we will return in a couple of minutes with the correct answers and the winners and losers. Do you know what I watched on the night? Elf. You like it? Oh, I loved it. Good, it? I've only seen it for the first time. I like that song with the bugs. <laughs> the <laughs> that is, that's a good. But I like that one that's been out for 20 years, 30 years. What is it? They all went it's up. like all Christmas song. They're all that old, aren't they? What are the musicians, you know, that all sing it? What's it called? Grand Slide. No. Banded. That's my favourite Christmassy song. Do you know what? All I ever wanted was a, a pair of football boots and a ball. That was all I was bothered about. Nothing else. And a ranger strip. And you got all that? I always get a ranger strip, a new ball and a new pair of football boots. That was all I asked for. And I was happy. Oh, it's boy. different now. You ask my kids, they're less about that length. Pringle socks at the Costco. Yeah, not, not a fan. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, and I've had, I think I get a pair of them every year. I get a box set of them every year. I don't know why people keep buying them. Rudolph, one. Oh, anyone now? No, Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ένας πάτμαν άμα φάλανε θρύες με το φράζα, όνεστα. I have totaled up the marks, guys, and uh, we'll quickly just run through the answers. No, just no, 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 no. Tell us our marks first. No, 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 no good answers. answers. He said this. You said the same last year. It doesn't work like that, Ross. You need to quickly go through them, right? Who is the top goal Scottish goal scorer in each league? Scottish is the key word here, guys. Right. Scottish oh, goal scorer I, I, I in thought, each I league. Scottish. The word Scottish. Um, Scottish. Um, three in the Premiership: Lee Griffiths, Danny Swanson, and Ali Crawford. Lewis Kemp. I think you got all three of those right. Um, Championship, Stephen Doby. Yes. League One, Liam Buchanan. And know. League Two, Shane Sutherland. Oh. What team do these players play for? Stuart oh, Bannigan no. plays for Partick Thistle. Stephen oh, Swinglehurst plays for Annan Athletic. Lewis yeah, Milne plays for Forfer. Shane Sutherland plays know, for I, Lewis. I, I, I'm sorry, he plays for Elgin. Yes! Yeah. I, I, I put Peter Head, I don't know why. Played for them last season, I think. Um, he's at Elgin now. Chris Higgins is the captain of Queen of the South, and none of you knew that. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't either. <laughs> I don't know what that guy does, but uh, he's a captain of Queen of the South. Higgy. Osman C plays for Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City, we were chatting about him last night. Alan Lithgow. <laughs> It's a bad one because I've seen him play this season. He is famous for the the thing with the Crusaders. He was an ineligible player for Livingston oh against right. Crusaders. He's a Livingston player, and Jordan Kirkpatrick is an Alloa player. Other than Chris Boyd and Henrik Larsson, who was the third top goal scorer in the SPL, Ryerson, Derek Ryerson, ninety five goals for Hibs in two spells, Celtic two and Saint Johnston. Who is the only Scottish player ever to win the Ballon d'Or? Yes, I think uh, we all got it. you all got it. Yes, very good. You all got it. I wouldn't have known that. Um, question five. Two Premiership matches that produced seven goals this season. Celtic were involved in them both. It was Celtic six, Kelly one. Oh, for f***'s sake. <laughs> oh, and no. Motherwell three, Celtic four. Who were the first teams that each of our European representatives faced this season? As usual, a diabolical <laughs> effort. We have um, from Ross, Gibraltar Mob. We have um, from Jamie here, St. Pat's. that <laughs> <laughs> wrong then? Yeah, not quite. Um, is there a team called There is, isn't there? Aye, Irish team. Um, so the answers were Lincoln, Red Imps, beat Celtic of course. Fola Esch beat Aberdeen. The Luxembourg team, I think. Um, Infinite yes, against Hearts. Hearts put them out. And hard to forget a name like Infinite, though. Mm. Sure. And Bronby. Oh, virus, Bronby uh, was right. Yes, yes. Bronby and. <laughs> yes. Right oh, no. Who finished as a top scorer in this season's Betfred Cup? Jamie Hill. Waggy. Martin Waghorn, correct. Seven goals he scored. No. Who are the highest ranked team in terms of league position already out of the Scottish Cup? Dumbarton. No. Wrong. Queen of South. Queen of the South are out. Yes! Up you, up you. 
<laughs> Albion Rovers put Queen of the South out. Who are the only two non-SPFL sides still left in the Scottish Cup? Bonnie Rose or somebody else. For Martin? Oh, I forgot no, about for Bonnie Rigg. Bonnie Rigg and for Martin. I've put, <laughs> I put for Martin in though, but I forgot about that. Who's the longest serving manager in the Premiership? Oh, Archibald. Yes, January 2013 he came in. 19 clubs competed in the SPL during its entire history. Six of them played in all 15 seasons. Name the other 13. Can I just name the six? If you want, yeah. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> because, <laughs> right, because, because, because we, were, uh, we were confused with this. No, we weren't. Aye, we were. Speak for yourself, mate. Who was confused? <laughs> because of the 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 league the league standing uh, when it changed the Premier. Aye, that's just part of the trick. Aye, aye, that's that's it exactly. So the aye, the, thir- the thirteen teams who who didn't play in every season of the SPL were in order of their standing in the overall SPL table: Rangers, Hibernian, Inverness, St Johnston, Dunfermline, Dundee, St Mirren, Falkirk, Livingston. Hamilton Ackies, Partick Thistle, Ross County, and Gretna. That's sure. How does that work out? I'm sure I go all of them except for two. You got nine points for this one, Calm. You got St Johnston, you put Hibs, Gretna, Hamilton, Dundee, Dunfermline, St Mirren, Livingston, Inverness, and you put Wraith as well. I know, but I thought it didn't add up. I thought like, like I missed out more than I would have got. You missed out two, and you, you missed out three, sorry. Because you wrote Dundee United and then scored it out and you got Wraith wrong. So you got four, four wrong, you nine right. Um, question 12, who are the four players who have won the Premiership Player of the Month award so far this season? Sinclair, Griffiths, oh, Dembele. Oh, Stop man. swearing. Sorry, sorry. Sinclair isn't even a right answer, Ross. Really? No. Dembele? Yes. Well, uh, sorry, in order of, of the month, um, August was won by Liam Boyce. September's was won by Moussa Dembele. October was won by Adam Barton. Oh, Jesus. Do you remember all the stuff about Barton? Yeah, And then November's a few you got. It was Bjorn Jonsson of Hearts. Question 13, the final question. Name the team that currently sit bottom of the following leagues. The Premiership. Thistle. Yes. Championship. St Mirren. League One. Dennis Muir. League Two. None of you got this. Edinburgh. (laughs) Montrose. Montrose. It's going to be Cowden Beef Set bottom of league 2 Highland League I went for Nairn I went for Rothes Strathspey Thistle And the Lowland League Selkirk Yes (laughs) So there you go Um, That means that uh, I would calm your celebrations for now Kelly Carroll Me bottom (laughs) Um, Bottom place Me And it's very tight indeed Between three of you Bottom place with 23 points is a debutant, Jamie Hare. Oh, oh dear. Rubbish. Kemp's obviously won it. Man. Way ahead of Jamie on 24 points <laughs> is Callum Scott. And the winner on 31 points out of 50 Kemp. It's Lewis Kemp. Yes! Never in doubt, Lewis Kemp is a bit odd. Many, many, many points did I get. 
Uh, you get 26, Ross. So it was Jamie 23, Callum 24, <laughs> Ross 26, and Lewis <laughs> 31. So only eight between first and last. So a good showing, guys. The most intelligent um, member of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, good effort, guys. Thank you very much for, for taking part in that. You Too can forever have that in your name uh, that you've won the bus ball yep. quiz um, following Connor Park's footsteps. We'll see who wins it next year. Thank you very much to all four of you. We've got Callum Scott, we've got Lewis Kemp, Ross Clark and of course Jamie here. Thank you for joining us. I was Hamish Carton. We hope that you all have a wonderful Christmas, but especially you. See you later.